to begin how to start. I'm hungry. I should get coffee. Coffee would help me think. But I should write something first, then reward myself with coffee. Coffee and a muffin. Okay, so I need to establish the themes. Maybe banana nut. That's a good muffin. Hello, cryptic fans, and welcome back to another episode of The Author's Journey with your boy, Gary Khan. What it is, what it is. It's so good to be back with you. Before we get into our show, just some shout outs to podchaser.com. What an amazing platform. If you are thinking of starting a podcast, try them out. They are an easy-to-use platform, beautiful, and the best part is the community. Oh man, you can invite other podcasters to feature on your podcast, or you can volunteer your services to be a guest on someone else's. And what a way to build up your following, your listenership. Great platform, check them out. That's podchaser.com. Big ups to you, thank you podchaser.com for hosting my stuff we love it now this episode is gonna be killer uh it's a near and dear episode to me so ever had the issue of playing a staring contest with a blank page hoping that this time would be different only to lose for the umpteenth time many aspiring authors experience this ill-fated thing called writer's block on their author's journey I hear it all over social media. All the writers I know have struggled with it. And I've had my moments as well. And there are a few things in the world that are as frustrating as writer's block. But over the years, I've collected some brainstorming techniques that help me bust even the biggest of slumps. In this episode, I share the three ways that I brainstorm new writing ideas, be it for my blog or my novel. And I'm going to share those secrets with you because I like you like that. Now, if you have never suffered the indignity, the frustration of staring at a blank page for hours on end, trying to force the creative juices to flow, then this episode is not for you. Move along, good sir or good madam. Move along. If you have it all figured out, well, then I take my hat off to you. And I look forward to your book, your blog, or your podcast about how you did it so that we may all fall at your marvelous feet. But if you are like the rest of us who regularly dig yourselves deep into the plot gaps of your latest novel or blog post, or you barely know where to start coming up with a great, new, exciting, and unique idea, then this episode is for you. So stick around. Let's take a step back and unpack this thing that's called writer's block. Lexico.com says it's the condition of being unable to think of what to write or how to proceed with writing. Some call it writer's block, others cruelly call it a lack of creativity. Ooh, ooh. 
I felt that one. Merriam-Webster calls it a psychological inhibition preventing a writer from proceeding with a piece of writing. Ooh, okay. So some of the most common reasons for writer's block are as follows. Fear. You fear success. You fear failure. You fear criticism. You just pent up, built on a whole bunch of fears about the unknown. Could also be associated loosely with anxiety, but that really prevents you from putting anything down on paper. Another reason is perfectionism. Now this one hits me deep because I am a perfectionist. And this can block you from starting or finishing some of the greatest works that you'll ever achieve. A good friend of mine said, there's no point in trying to get it perfect because it never will be. So just get the damn thing out there. What great advice that was. So thank you, good sir. You know who you are. My boy, the infant buffoon. You know, you know. <laughs> Another one is self-criticism. So I do this often. The inner voice is the harshest critic that you have. It just tears you down and tears you down. It says that you are not good enough and the writing is not good enough. And yet this entire world of ours was designed for the average man or woman to succeed. So you really don't have to be that great. We just need to take a look at E.L. James's writing. Ooh, ooh yeah. Sorry, E.L. James. Sorry, sorry. That was a low blow. That was a low blow. Fifty Shades of Grey, the series, was a spectacular masterpiece absolutely now another reason is external pressure so maybe like me you had the publisher breathing down your neck and the more they breathe down your neck the more you couldn't perform i'm exactly like that you put a gun to my head and say right or else i'll freeze up i can't work under pressure i never have and that's why many exam and assignment were failed when doing that kind of thing i need time i need patience i need the sun and stars aligned and so I make sure that I do that kind of thing to help me bust through it. So if those are the couple of things that are leading you to experience writer's block, hang on, fear not, good friends, because I've got the answers for you. Here are my fail-proof, surefire, all that sales pitch, pitchy kind of word in there, put it in there, insert it, my three techniques to conquer the mystical, the insurmountable the indomitable writer's block number one read the previous great novel what do i mean by that now i've said it so many times before and so have many great authors before me great writers read a great number of great books it's as simple as that you need to read widely not only in the genre that you love but outside of that genre and you need to read deep you need to read academic works. You need to read psychological journals. You need to read biographies. You need to read nonfiction, fiction, anything. Try the entire range and find the good stuff in the category. Go find the bestseller lists. Go find those books that have won awards. Search for the great stuff and start there and work your way down those lists and read, read, read. Now, an extra added bonus, which I discovered for myself, is that your reading speed will improve the more you read. Go figure. You exercise the muscle and the muscle builds better and stronger. So go and read great novels. What will happen is you will start to adjust your internal taste. You will adjust your mind 
and you'll begin to recognize good writing versus bad writing. And in jumping into genres not your own. So if you're a fantasy writer and you start reading detective novels, now that's a sneak peek to the next book that I'm writing, which is a detective novel, but in a fantasy setting. Mm -mm -mm. Can't wait to tell you more about that. But you put those two together and some amazing ideas start to come out of the detective novel genre and start to feed your fantasy genre. You'll be amazed with the kinds of ideas you pick up by just jumping into something a little different than what you typically used to. You feed the muse and the muse will take it and use it. So that was number one, read the previous great novel. Number two, what if once upon a time? This is a lovely, lovely phrase that I like to do. Write it on a page, type it into your word processor, and let it lay there for a bit and think about that question. And then let the first response to that question pop up in your mind. So you go, what if once upon a time there was a young man? Full stop. Right there. Don't worry, you've got the start of this. Now ask the question again. What if this young man was a scientist? Full stop. See, we're building on it now. Don't, don't worry, I got you. What if this young man had to solve a ridiculously crazy, difficult problem? Full stop. Oh, it's getting there. It's getting there. What if the problem was the extension of the human race? Oh, now things are getting interesting. Let's keep asking ourselves the what if question. What if the world was coming to an end and the human race needed to get off the planet as urgently as possible, but the technology didn't exist. Mm -mm -mm. That's good. Now, what if, as we need to leave the planet, the human race is attacked and drawn in to an intergalactic war with a high-functioning race of aliens, similar to human beings, who are struggling with the same problem, meaning that the issue is not only with the Earth, but all planets. Mm -mm -mm. That could make for a really good story. So you can see how I use and apply that technique. All you really do is put down the question and ask it of your mind and your inner storyteller and allow them to tell you the story and just go for the ride. Now, this comes with a bit of difficulty. So let me explain what that difficulty is. You are going to need to, Mr. Control Freak, Miss Control Freak, let go. Dum, dum, dum. What a surprise. It's like meditation. You can't force your mind into being relaxed. I can't say, relax, damn it. And then you start to relax. That doesn't work. You need to allow yourself to relax. You need to let go. You need to let your shoulders slump to the sides. You need to breathe in deeply and breathe out and pose the question to the mind and sit back in your mind and let the inner muse just take over driving for a little bit and tell you the story if you try force this exercise you're not going to get anywhere and that might speak to something deeper and psychological i just said some profound stuff right there which can really help you with your writer's block don't try to force it don't try to control it just observe i love the meditation app that i use headspace 
they have that constantly in the background as part of the meditation techniques that they talk about. You blissfully observing um, as if a third person allow the muse to take over. What if once upon a time? What a technique. The last technique that I have to speak about is called catching dreams. Now, a lot of people struggle with this one and many people say they don't dream. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your notebook and a pen because you're going to go need to go old school with this because trying to flip open your technology and write on a on a phone or a laptop while you're doing this is not that great. So it's going to need to be old school technology. Go and invest in a great notebook and an awesome pen that you can have by your side at all times. Before you go to bed, I want you to read in a genre that you enjoy or that you want to call a story upon. So if you're wanting to figure out a fantasy kind of idea, read a really good passage in a fantasy novel or watch something in the fantasy genre on Netflix or wherever. And then as you lie going to sleep, you're lying in your bed, I want you to think about the scenes that you saw. I want you to bring it to, to, to the center of your mind as you doze off. And I want you to give yourself permission to dream. That's an interesting concept right there. Give yourself permission to dream and call for that dream. Say, mind, give me a dream. I have a dream, right? And then you doze off and you see what happens. If it doesn't happen immediately, don't curse the exercise and say Gary's an idiot, right? Hold your horses, take a step back and try, try and try again. Because what you are doing is you are willing the mind and giving it permission to dream. And what happens is if that dream does come along and you shoot up at late at night, then that's what you need to do. Or if you wake up gently in the morning, remembering briefly in that in a few moments, you re can recall the, the, the aspects of the dream. What I want you to do is pull out your notepad and take down as many notes about as many details of the dream as possible. Now that's not where the exercise stops, but that's the source. Once you've done with that, and later on in the day, or later on in the week, whenever, you are completely lucid, I want you to flesh out the ideas from the dream. Now I've done this several times, and I can attest to the fact that this technique works, because my latest debut novel, The Coward, was fully formed in a dream that I had using this technique. So I just love it. Um, I saw the amazing final scene in the novel play out and I'd seen little, little snippets of the novel as I dreamt. I saw the characters, I saw the concept of the world and I loved it. So that's what you got to do, man. That's what you got to do. It's all there for the taking. So again, try catching those dreams. But it starts with a great notebook and a great pen and a will to want to do it. Now, I'm no hippie, but I will quote a hippie friend of mine. Open yourself up to the energies of the universe, man. And he was correct. He was correct. He doesn't talk like that, though. So I apologize, good friend of mine. Don't hate me. Value yourself and value your art. Give your inner storyteller the permission to be creative, and he or she will honor the call.
holler back. I implore you, my cryptic fans, use these techniques to bust any, any slump that you might have, and I'm sure it will help you. Before we conclude, I want to read you some of my favorite writer's block quotes. Are you ready? Number one, I learned to produce whether I wanted to or not. It would be easy to say, oh, I have writer's block. Oh, I have to wait for my muse. I don't. Chain that muse to your desk and get the job done. Barbara Kingsolver. Woohoo, Barbara. Number two, all writing is difficult. The most you can hope for is a day when it goes reasonably easy. Plumbers don't get plumber's block and doctors don't get doctor's block. Why should writers be the only profession that gives a special name to the difficulty of working and then expects sympathy for it? Philip Pullman, my guy. Number three, I've often said that there's no such thing as writer's block. The problem is idea block. When I find myself frozen, whether I'm working on a brief passage in a novel or brainstorming about an entire book, it's usually because I'm trying to shoehorn an idea into the passage or story where it has no place. Jeffrey Deaver. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Number four. You can't think yourself out of a writing block. You have to write yourself out of a thinking block. John Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Number five. There's no such thing as writer's block. That was invented by people in California who couldn't write. Terry Pratchett. Oh, East Coast, West Coast battle up in here. Terry, Terry, calling him out in California. Hey, I want to go live in California. So I don't appreciate that, Terry. I don't appreciate that at all. All right. Number six. Writer's block doesn't exist. Lack of imagination does. Cyrese Covelli. All right, Cyrese. All right. Hitting with those blows. And my favorite. And excuse my French in this one. Discipline allows magic. To be a writer is to be the very best of assassins. You do not sit down and write every day to force the muse to show up. You get into the habit of writing every day so that when she shows up, you have the maximum chance of catching her, bashing her on the head and squeezing every last drop out of that bitch. Lily St. Crow. Thank you, Lily. Ooh. That one, I have to get that one tattooed somewhere in my body. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, cryptic fans, that's it for us today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, please subscribe to join the cryptic community, the most awesome group of people on the planet. I kid you not. For now, that's all from me. Thank you, cryptic fans, and plushay. <laughs>